This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, we give you two podcasts here in the first week of the new year. The Rays announced a number of renovations for the upcoming season at Tropicana Field, so we thought it was a good time to sit down with one of the team presidents, Matt Silverman, and kind of discuss the renovations that are occurring, why they're occurring, and how they're going to help ex- your experience at the ballpark this year. Matt, Happy New Year. Thanks for a few minutes. I appreciate it. Nice to see you again. Obviously, you guys have been working on this for a while. It's not like you just uh, announce first week of the new year, the Friday of the new year, that you're um, making renovations. So this has been probably long in the works, I'm guessing, while you also were working on you know, the long-term future for, for the stadium situation. Yeah, the, the planning uh, that went into this started during last season. Uh, and, and each year we look at different ways to enhance the ballpark, to continue investing in the, in the fan experience and providing you know, a, a first-rate fan experience here at Tropicana Field. That was independent of any of our stadium exploration efforts in, in Ybor. Uh, and so we had these plans in place starting the offseason and were able to put the final touches on them uh, heading into the, the, the Christmas break. So it seems like from, from reading you know, from what you guys have announced, the big – additions are social spaces in the ballpark. Walk us through the kinds of social spaces and why you're creating them in the ballpark now. It really builds off of the fan feedback that we got last year when we opened up ballpark and rec behind center field, the food halls that we renovated. Fans want that social experience. And so adding a new area within the seating bowl in the left field area, a new bar area, it just, it, it brings fans closer together, gives them another way to uh, to view the game and to have that social ex- experience. And that's that's been a, a focus of ours. We, we're also uh, going to change the entryway on the west side of the uh, of the ballpark. Uh, and while it doesn't sound sexy, uh, I think our fans will be impressed by the changes there, how much more natural light comes into the facility, how much easier it is to get in and out of the ballpark. Uh, it's a it's an overdue change, but and, and one that um, we think will last us for many, many years. So to get back first to the left field area, um, this is where currently a tarp's in place, right? So you're taking an area that really hadn't been used and turning into a usable area. One of the things that we learned through our uh, exploration of Ebor uh, was what our fans are looking for. And we talked uh, in the Ebor design about a number of different types of seating section to cater to different fans and provide a social experience. And one of the things uh, you know that I want as a baseball fan is to be able to have some you know, food and beverages, uh, hang out with some friends while watching the game and being inside the seating bowl. And we, we don't have many of those spaces. So that's what we're able to do by repurposing the, the left field tarp area. And we're bringing those seats back into, into inventory, adding more inventory uh, to the lower bowl, uh, and obviously reducing the inventory in the upper deck. 
And we'll get to that too. You're adding access also over from the uh, the Budweiser porch um, to and ballpark and rec to that kind of outfielder bar area too. So you're kind of helping access to that social area as well. Right, and and we want our fans to be able to enter the ballpark early, have these restaurant and bar experiences, uh, to sometimes to be able to stay late after the game at Ballpark and Rec, uh, and make it a social experience, especially for those fans who are coming here with friends, with colleagues, with their church group, uh, to be able to enjoy a baseball game together and extend the, the party from just the baseball game itself. Okay. How are you worried about the timeline um, and, and how tight is that timeline? And, and I guess fans will kind of get a look at it somewhat during FanFest and have a feel for what's being created? The renovation started uh, before the holidays uh, in terms of ripping out the, the seats that were underneath the tarp and starting to, to lay the foundation for the left field lounge area. Um, and we're confident that everything will get done. It's certainly every year it's a rush to opening day, uh, but magically we somehow are able to pull it off and get the ballpark ready for opening day. And you guys, I mean, are really have made a substantial investment in terms of dollars. I mean, I, I guess the number is what fifteen million over the last two years, and this is a these renovations are a big part of that. Yeah, they are, um, and it's significant dollars, uh, and but dollars that will last us for for uh, many years, uh, and and we know we're going to be in this home for many many years. Uh, you know, looking back to when Stu Sternberg took over control of the team in two thousand and five. Uh, he made it a priority for us to invest in this building uh, to make sure that we could offer a first-rate fan experience and, and keep it updated, but make it make responsible investments. And we've invested more than $50 million uh, of, of his money, of Ray's money, into this building to enhance it. And we continue to do that uh, each off-season. And so this, the, the, the renovations this off-season build upon what we did last year with the, the makeover of our concessions uh, and some addition of public spaces. And I imagine heading into the 2020 season, we'll have another round of, uh, of renovations that uh, are focused on, on, the, on these same fan-friendly efforts. With the concessions that you changed and, and added to last year and really freshened up, a lot of those were on the what you would call the first and second level, the ballpark. I think you mentioned that uh, the upper deck is closing. Is part of that too so that those fans are actually spending time where those where you've invested a lot? Exactly. You know, as we've invested these tens of millions of dollars in the building, they have been concentrated in the the lower levels, the 100 level, the general concourse, the 200 level, and the upper deck has fallen further and further behind the rest of of the of the ballpark and it's hard to make a business case to invest in the upper deck given um, relatively how few fans experience it. Um, even the fans who have, have sit up in the up, upper deck, they would use the amenities in the 100 level or the 200 level before going up there. And so uh, part, of, part of the decision was to uh, focus our energies and focus our dollars on the places where our fans are and hopefully to create a more energetic, uh, more exciting environment with more people packed into uh, a slightly smaller space. And I guess that also gets to the intimacy of the experience. I mean, you're trying to create that kind of experience where people are closer to the field level, um, and this does create that opportunity. Yeah, there's a there's a great environment in Tropicana Field, especially when we get over 20,000 fans. And I, this year, when we get over 20,000 fans, it'll be even better because they'll be concentrated in the lower levels, closer to the action. The, the players will feed off of that energy. What we're trying to do is create a little bit more of an arena environment uh, 
where you have that intimacy, where you have that connection to the playing field, you have that connection to fellow fans. And one of the things that, that makes this possible is the 360 degree circulation that we have. It's very easy now to walk around the lower bowl of the, of the ballpark. And we're adding amenities throughout the lower bowl to keep people inside the bowl, to keep their attention and to keep the energy level high. The question that I'm sure you've probably seen either uh, on the Twitterverse or, or what have you is there are some fans who are, there are some concerns. And some of those would be, hey, I spend my time in the 300 level. I'm used to it. Um, and the the cost is obviously a lot less. So what do you say to those fans? I would assume there are still a lot of opportunities in place for low-cost tickets in the in the outfield or, or the lower bowl. Yeah, we, we've, we take great pride in uh, – in affordable options. Uh, and we've been ranked one of the most affordable baseball teams uh, in the league for, for many years. Uh, we will offer the same pricing uh, of upper-level tickets in other areas of the ballpark. And so uh, our fans who are cost-conscious um, will have those, uh, those, those opportunities. We will also have the 7-Eleven tickets back again this year. Uh, and instead of those 7-Eleven tickets being in the upper deck, they're going to be in other parts of the ballpark. Uh, but the, the, the idea here is make the, make the ballpark more efficient, more energetic, uh, a place that more fans want to come to. And if we can pack in 25,000 uh, Rays fans, rabid Rays fans cheering on this team in the, in the lower bowl and the 200 level, it's going to make a dramatic difference in the in the environment that uh, we have here at the Tropicana Field. And obviously that adds to what you guys have done with the team so far and as you try and build for a very successful 2019 club. Well, there's a there's a ton of excitement and optimism for, for this club uh, based on what we did last year, the additions we've made this offseason, uh, and it's going to have a very different feel heading into 2019 than, than we did in the past couple of years. So there are expectations, uh, but there's also excitement, and we're seeing that already from our fan base, and uh, we're just looking forward to getting going in spring training in a, in a month or so. From a game entertainment standpoint, you guys obviously have the opportunity to do a little bit more unique things, too, with some of the changes that were announced, that being the LED lighting um, that probably will improve improve things for the players, but it may improve things a lot for a for fan experience too. You don't miss a thing, do you, Neil? Uh, the the LED lights is a significant investment. Um, you know, it's it. it it certainly is more environmentally friendly than the existing metal halide lights that we have. Uh, it will it'll make the field sharper and brighter. Um, I think it'll translate well to TV, but it also provides the opportunity for a little bit of, a, of an enhanced show. Uh, and you know, we ha- we haven't finished the installation, but that's coming soon, and we're hopeful that we'll get uh, ample time to be able to experiment and program those the lights. But uh, there'll be a little bit more of a show there, and obviously, um, uh, you know, better visibility, hopefully for our players and our fans. We look forward to seeing all of that, as I know you do as well. And uh, good luck with the renovations, and thanks for a few minutes. Appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. That's Matt Silverman again on our latest podcast, and you can follow our podcast on iTunes. Of course, you can also follow our blog with updated information, raiseradio.moblogs.com. Thanks very much for being with us. We'll talk to you soon.